Hello and welcome to the podcast. Here to save the day is your host, Adam, and defying all safety warnings is my co-host, Craig. You're listening to Guilty Pleasure Cinema. Adam and Craig's Guilty Pleasure. Adam and Craig's Guilty Pleasure. Adam and Craig's Guilty Pleasure Cinema. So, straight into it. Daylight. Uh, yeah, so uh, this one has been on our uh, sort of shopping list for a little while. It's been it? on our radar, yeah. Day one of us doing the podcast was, hey, should we watch Daylight? Yeah, so it's quite poignant that we uh, start the year with a Sylvester Stallone movie and then finishing with a Sylvester Stallone movie. Absolutely. Start as we intend to go on with a man that literally lived out the American dream through filmmaking. So, uh, director Rob Cohen, and this is from uh, writer Leslie Bohem, and you may know Leslie from... I don't, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, Probably the most notable work uh, that Leslie's done is uh, Dante's Peak. Okay, so So he's a disaster disaster movie movie. guy. And uh, music by uh, Randy Elderman, uh, who also did the music in Dragon, uh, the Bruce Lee story. A.K.A. Fuck Montage, the movie. Yeah, but for some reason it's also corrected as Randall Man. So he will now be referred to as Randy Man. Randy Man. Randy Man. That's Uh, a a Simpsons character right there. Duffman's nemesis. (laughs) Randy Man. Randy Man. Uh, gets in trouble at work with HR. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let me give you the IMDb synopsis. Uh, Please so do. We've got uh, trouble strikes when a runaway robbers in a getaway car hits a truck full of explosives in the tunnel connecting Manhattan and New Jersey. Survivors are left in a weakened tunnel blocked at both exits. As Kit Latora approaches the tunnel, he sees the impact and knows what he's got to take action. With time running out, he enters the tunnel for a system of maintenance walkways. Can he get the survivors out before the tunnel fills up? Let's find out. Dum, dum, dum. That's it. So when did you first watch this film? Oh, probably like, again, I, I think it's more the year. I probably didn't catch it at the cinema. I caught it from Blockbuster yep. uh, when it got released. And I remember really enjoying this movie, watching it from the get-go, because I really do quite like disaster movies. And especially the idea of the more everyday man that kind of gets involved and has to rescue, step up yep. to play yep. it. Kind of a similar era. I kind of include that with Dante's Peak, yeah. Volcano. Volcano, for sure. Maybe on the grander scale, things like Deep Impact, Armageddon. Armageddon yeah. Obviously, our favourite uh, quote comes from Armageddon. Shut up. Shut Affleck. up, Affleck, of course. Uh, so, uh, with this, it's got not too kind of a review. Uh, and obviously, we use uh, Roger Ebert as as the go-to yep. he's like the king of critics mm-hmm. so he said uh, he only gave this two out of four stars actually fairly generous from old Roger I would agree very yeah. generous uh, Daylight is a cinematic equivalent of Golden Oldie Station where you never encounter anything you haven't grown to love over the years at one point when a trapped civilian asked him if they have a chance I expected him to say calm down lady I've done this a dozen times alright <laughs> So, uh, with a budget of 80 million, uh, what do you think it made back? I can't see it making 80 million. Yeah, yeah. Right, you got, right, right. I'll, I'll explain a little bit where some of that budget went. Into Sylvester Stallone's pocket? He had a lot of this production take place in Italy. The reason why they went to Italy is because they needed a sound a sound stage where they could flood. So they went there, built this massive tunnel there, and did a lot of filming. A lot of those scenes uh, happened in Italy. 
Now, when he was staying in Italy, uh, I think this was for around about three months in terms of production on on set there. He stayed in a five-star hotel the whole time. <laughs> and it was something ridiculous. It was like three and a half grand a night. Oh, come like. on. Yeah, yeah. Like, on the, fair uh, enough. Look, you're Sylvester Stallone. You're one of the founders of Planet Hollywood. Like I said, like literally the American dream as a filmmaker... Mm. You know, rags to riches with Rocky, Oscar winning, been in some great movies, been in some less than great movies. What was <laughs> Stop it? Stop my humble uh, shoot. Interestingly, that film, nothing to do with anything, is written by a guy called Blake Snyder. He was the guy that wrote Save the Cat. Save the Cat is the, air quotes, the screenwriter's book on how to structure a screenplay, what it should involve. There's something mm. called the Blake Snyder Beat Sheet, which basically breaks down every film in existence and goes, see, they all follow the same formula. Right. Act two break on page 35. Here's the all is lost moment. And the midpoint, mm. la, 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 la. But he's only written two films. One yeah. is Stop a Moment, We'll Shoot. And the other is Blank Check. It's interesting that he's got this one book on like how to sell the perfect movie. Every movie should follow this one formula. But he right. still writes two so, arguably right. less than great movies. Right. So I, when people talk about this, I use this as a sort of... Um, a bit of a measuring stick at work sometimes and talking about uh, athletes and coaches. Yeah. So for, Okay. Right, so for me, a coach, a great coach, doesn't have to be an Olympic gold medalist. Uh, Jose Mourinho does not have to be a brilliant footballer to be a brilliant coach. Correct. If you know what I mean. So you can always teach and coach other people to greatness. Sure. Right. It'd be great as obviously you had some of that <laughs> talent backing you. Sure. My my theory with screenwriting is do it. Yeah, yeah. If you follow the air quotes rules, mm. you'll find yourself hindering creativity and going, wait, oh my God, my insight takes place on page 12, not page 10. <laughs> I haven't set up enough stuff by act the end of act one. Ah. But you look at something like Fargo, yeah. arguably one of the greatest films of all time, and goes... We're going to do it our way. With, uh, and pop. people talk about Fargo. People don't, apart from us, talk about stopping my mum will shoot. Anyway, nothing to do with Daylight. Back nothing to this. To I don't think we ever had this on video cassette or DVD. Definitely yep. didn't have on DVD. I think this was a dad taped it off the telly cool. film. He did that. He showed me it a week before we went on holiday to France oh, through the went... channel. I wonder if he did that on purpose. A hundred percent he did it on purpose. He learned from that mistake because the first time I ever got on a plane, I think, 10 years old or something yeah. uh, he said I wanted to watch Final Destination and he was like mm. not a chance not <laughs> after the last incident so let's go through uh, first build and we'll just quickly touch on them and obviously just All right, I'm going to guess the first build I might, um, I might who be who do you wrong. think might be first build in I'm going to guess right, let me just speak to the audience real quick see what they think is it Sylvester Stallone uh, you would be right is uh, he also second through tenth build you might as well be because the rest <laughs> of these characters I don't really see you get a lick in this movie I remember there being two people I recognise other than Sylvester Stallone there is an ensemble of people in this movie but but not in there and we've referenced it a lot mm. we did an episode on it in Air Force One where it's like oh that guy oh that guy oh, that, guy. that guy it is a case movie. of these guys were the Hollywood almost rans. 
the guys that had great careers on stage but yeah. never quite made it to screen True. i could be wrong people could just say like oh the actually the woman who plays the mum was in 17 series of days of our life or something yeah i, I think it's really interesting because I, I can imagine that anybody that is listening to this podcast might have a similar interest in movies as us yes so with that if you do a little bit of digging in imdb it's a, you can get really lost into it and you just click on people and you go oh, i wonder what movie this guy was in mm. and then you kind of go oh geez Christ these guys had a staggering career and because they're so almost like unfamiliar in a way and almost forgettable and there's no fault themselves as we as we'll go through in this but yeah it's uh there's some where you go oh yeah he was in that movie fuck oh he's uh, he's great in that actually mm. uh, but just because of some sort of poor writing and maybe like poor choice of editing people get cut out i mean we saw this in alien 3 <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you yeah, think about yeah, yeah, the huge yeah. okay. characters that was, and then how little screen time. Pete Pottleswaite gets a scene, maybe yeah, too. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, with that, uh, Sylvester Lane plays uh, Kit Latura, and uh, obviously known for things like Rambo, Rocky. Uh, then we have Amy Brenneman, I believe that's how you pronounce her name. Yes. Uh, so she's done a lot of TV work. Uh, she plays Madeline, the uh, first the love interest. The love interest. And it, it's uh, it's a bit of a weird one as well because when you say the love interest. There isn't, but you almost feel that there should be. Mm -hmm. But then there's really weird conflicts in this movie about these affairs, which I feel like we'll, I could, I, which we'll get into yeah. after we watch the movie. There's, I was going to just jump on that because usually yeah. our process is we pick the film, we watch it together. Yeah. Because I'd not, you brought this up as going to be our first episode, and I was like, "Yeah, gonna watch it." I've probably watched it three times. Yeah, times I've actually watched it quite a yeah, few this times. Is, I'm this really year. excited in a minute to actually sit down and watch it with you, so we can heckle it together. But yeah, yeah. we could just do the episode now without anything, without watching it. But let's, hey, we have got the time. Let's watch it. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely watch it because I feel that it's always every every time we rewatch a, a movie that you we pick like, up on something, we new do itself. pick up yeah. on something new. Uh, so then you got uh, Viggo Mortensen, and he plays Roy. Probably, obviously, best known as the Lord of the Rings Fellowship. Plays Aragorn. He also uh, does, I think, one of the best portrayals of Lucifer uh, from The Prophecy. Okay, you know, I've uh, never actually seen The Prophecy. Oh, we'll have maybe Christopher save... Walken. It is Christopher okay. Walken. Okay, all right. Um, so we'll probably save that maybe for next year's Halloween if we make it there. Then you have uh, Dan Hedaya, who Woo! you love. President of the eyebrows. He is president eyebrow. I've, I've literally written him down here as eyebrow man. <laughs> Uh, he plays Frank Craft, and then going down the list is again all these sort of other people. Probably, I'd say out of the most notable there is uh, Joe Sanders. Uh, he plays Steve. He's the dad who's had the affair. Right. Yeah. Um, he probably best known for JFK, and it's just as I said, like an ensemble of cast: uh, Karen Young, Claire Bloom, Vanessa Bell, Calloway. Yeah, it's just like people that you probably wouldn't recognise in other movies. People that if you were to recast it now. It's it's the thing of like when you try and sell a movie, the first mm. question is, oh, who's the star? Who's yeah, attached? Yeah. Who? How can we Who's sell carrying this? this movie? Exactly, and that's why I love an ensemble film, something mm. like Runaway Jewelry or Ooh, yeah, yeah. I mean, right? Yeah. Or even Mars Attacks. Like I know it's a yeah. Tim Burton film, but you look at the people in that, you're like, wow, Pierce Brosnan, Sarah Jessica Parker, Jack Nicholson, like yeah. name, name, name. People that even if you don't know their character or don't like their character, you can watch and be like. But I, I mean, Pierce Brosnan is a great James Bond, so mm. I kind of, and you remember his character and his name and what he's doing and why. With this, it is a case of Stallone and Viggo Mortensen, one of whom, spoiler alert, dies in a glorious fashion pretty early in the film. Yeah, yeah. So you're left with Sylvester Stallone and a load of nameless faces going, mm. what do we do? What do we do? 
Was he really hitting it out? Like, because I know, as we said, that he has been in things previously, or is actually in quite prominent roles. Stallone. Uh, no, uh, Viggo. Viggo Mortensen. Uh, yeah, so he he'd been in Witness, <laughs> and that's kind of it. His career really didn't boom yeah. until 2001 Lord of the Rings yeah and then, and then after that is Eastern Promises and History of Violence and, uh, yeah History of Violence is he in Eastern Promises yeah yeah yeah, yeah cool. he smashed it out I meant well. History of Violence but he's also in Eastern Promises oh, okay, cool, cool. and yeah Green Book and stuff like mm. that and you go wow this guy's a great actor if not for Lord of the Rings he might have just fallen yeah, by the wayside maybe if not for Daylight but yeah I mean I'm looking forward to watching this for the fourth time fifth time exactly. in the last well, no, it's not like we've got anything better to do let's go and watch Sylvester Stallone save a load of people Awesome. Right. Three, two, one. It is movie talk time. All right. And we're back. Uh, First initial thoughts? Um... The Poseidon Adventure did it all better. Breaking news here, Craig. Oh. I actually looked at my notes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so this was, uh, so Daylight was a rewrite of an early draft, which was meant to be the sequel to The Poseidon Adventure. You're kidding. Yeah, there you That's go. That's ridiculous. They take the same beats. All right, all right. Except for this time, it was actually meant to be a train carrying survivors to a foreign city and it breaks down in a mountain. Oh, and it overturns and they have yeah, to get, so they the get stuck the in a to the tunnel or some shit. <gasps> right, like okay. Let's get to the film. It's It starts off with your standard kind of disaster movie. We're going to set up thumbnail you know, snippets of the characters we're going to see throughout the rest of it mm-hmm. and the lives and the dramas that they sometimes do and sometimes don't have to overcome by the end of the film. For example... Yeah. A failed writer. I was going to make a big joke about this. this but I felt, you know what, it's, it's too harsh. You know what? Make the joke. Make the joke. I bought your dinner, so you, you make did, the actually. joke. You, you've treated me today. Um, so, the, yeah, you're right. The The opening scene happens. We see all the toxic waste being loaded up. Uh, the guys are sort of doing some shady shit, exchanging money. And quite funnily, he's like, oh, yeah, just dump it in New Jersey. I don't know enough about East Coast politics to say yeah. anything much other than I know that Jersey gets crapped on a lot. A lot. By um, New York. And after watching the Jersey Shore, definitely, I can see why. Uh, with that, obviously, there. this now has set up the idea that this toxic waste is uh, massive explosive or flammable. I don't even know if that's what toxic waste does because that guy knocks over the barrel and everyone like shits himself. Yeah, like, the proper, like, like the New York caricature, like, hey, oh, toxic hey, waste hey, up in hey, here. Yeah, fuck in here. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then you get to see, as you said, the different characters at different points in their lives. So you don't really unfortunately know um, their names, where they're from. Names or whatever, but you see or why they're in these situations just yet. So Sylvester Stallone is a limo driver, cab driver. He is a cab driver. Cab driver. Yep. He, he does a quite nice little turnaround as well, a nice little reveal. It's like, hey, Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone has a very distinctive head. To look at the back of Sylvester Stallone's head, you'd be like, well, that's Sylvester Stallone. There was no yeah. big like, oh, I didn't know he was in this film. You know, it's just, if he was wearing a hat, or a yeah. fake beard or something, yes. Mm-hmm. But it was like, hey, I'm in the film too. My Sylvester Stallone impressions are going to continue. I feel like I'm going to be getting a lot of this Sylvester Stallone impression for you can, this. You can say now whether you want me to stop or not. Oh, no, I didn't say stop. Okay, good. So, yeah, he's the cab driver. We also meet the writer lady whose name I can't... I don't know any of the characters' names, apart from Kit. Uh, Madeline. She gets into her apartment and, oh, my God. Yeah. Right. 
It's a fucking shithole. She, it is a shithole that she doesn't take care of. Number one, yeah. she overturns a mug which has cockroaches underneath. They That's scuttle and she's like, yeah. oh my God. Eh, got to have a coffee. Yeah, she she's uses, very nonchalant about it. So nonchalant. She uses that same mug, puts in half a scoop of coffee and then a half of cold water. No hot water. Yeah, what is that? That's then, sacrilegious. Then she sits down. Imagine if it was a tea bag. Uh, then she sits down and gets an email. How she can afford Wi-Fi, I don't know. <laughs> But Did they have Wi-Fi back then? Is it how can she can afford a router, any form of internet? How can she afford the I'm internet? I'm pretty sure it must be dial-up at this time. But how can she afford it? She lives in a literal roach-fested apartment. Maybe this is why she's living, because she needs that 56k. She, and she gets re- she gets rejected from her latest play submission. She types in like... What's that, what's that like, mate? Like, and, then, and it's not me no, having no, no. your dick, but obviously you have to deal with rejection a lot it's in a, your line of work. You, you, it, destroys you it cuts you down at the knees and you just go why am i even bothering i'm a failure Mm. i'm a failure i'm a failure so when you then get it right and Mm. someone invests and wants to make it or gives you money or whatever the fuck the imposter syndrome fits in because you've got all these other rejections you're like well maybe that person's just an idiot and i've lucked out am i ever going to be able to do this again oh my god i should stop can i do this what about what what is an act break and stuff like that it hurts it hurts oh. so much. But, you know, you pass it. I'm here for you, buddy, if you're an idiot. I, hey, man, I appreciate that. But, no worries. you know, you've got, to, you've got to have a thick skin. Yeah, if you don't definitely. have a thick skin, I, get I out of I think that's game. one of the things that, uh, from... I did not have enough thick skin when I was getting into production because I did not handle well a, the really long hours. Mm. And then, because everyone's so... Just to uh, to the point and blunt as yeah. well, I was just like, man, everyone's a uh, massive C word here. Mm-hmm. But that's just the nature of the beast, isn't it? And you're just like, you either uh, get on board with it or you get out of the way. And for yeah, myself, um, I was like, yeah, I can't do this for the rest of my life. It's enough. tough. It's a tough old bag. I am still at the start of my career. I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. And luckily, <laughs> I can make something of a living out of it. But this lady can't. So uh, any sympathy for this character? No, you know why? Because she, <laughs> she, she drank out of the roach mug. Yeah, she did. With a half cup of cold coffee, right. she then finds a rat in her drawer yeah. on like the fourth drawer up and then just kills the rat yeah, on her a, clothes. With a stabby stick. On her clothes. There it sets up that this woman is a fucking loser. Yeah, she is yeah. She, she is an absolute loser. The roach mug. I couldn't get over it. Yeah. My bit, my first note, rats and roaches. Roaches underlined. So then you've and then, got... Oh, and then just on top of that, because this will come up later, is that there's an answering machine message from her... Lover. lover her affair partner. Yeah. Well, this guy's having an affair and you can even hear the family in the background. You have the kids and the mm. wife and mm. whatever. And he's just like, you know, it's not really kind of working out. Whatever. Madeline, uh, this, yeah, I can't keep doing... Oh, no, Madeline, I need to see you again. Yeah. I need to see you again, Madeline, Madeline, Madeline. Terry, who are you on the phone to? I've got to go. And then yeah. she decides... Oh, it's like, oh, I will tell her at some point. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, the like, the yeah, typical okay. lie. But that's the cause. That's the mm. bit where she goes, that's it. I'm getting out of New York. Not the rats. Yeah, the that's, very, like, that's the not last the straw. It's the man. Yeah. The man that rejects you. I mean, this does nothing for feminism. Oh, do you know what as well I thought was quite interesting was that she is writing under a pseudonym. Okay. Um, I didn't I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting that because maybe at that sort of time, female writers weren't as taken as seriously. Honestly, mate, still. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, okay. But I've, off the top of my head, I can think of the best script doctors are women Carrie Fisher? Well, Carrie Fisher is the one of the one that pops straight to mind. Actually. Yeah, and 
you know, this could be now an hour yeah. and a half of us talking about female filmmakers and how yeah, fucking yeah, great yeah. they are. But Lynn Ramsey is one of the best filmmakers yeah, yeah. there is. Exactly. Her film still flopped at the box office, mm. uh, which is a damn shame. So uh, then we uh, see that uh, another family in another car with a dad, daughter and mum kind of going on holiday. Yeah, are they visiting family? Something, or something? like they're, that. They're going into... Look, everyone's going into the tunnel. Let's just... Yeah. There's reasons there's that everyone's going... There's a party in the tunnel. They've been on vacation. <laughs> they've been on vacation in New York. And the little girl's in the back and she makes a quip about the fact that dad's been having an affair. So, yeah, he's he's sleeping with a woman named Linda. Or, or was. Or was. And he, yeah. he says, Linda's history. It's like, yeah. clearly not. You told her the daughter. Unless she walked in and you... I backstory feel, that we don't I, care I feel about. the mum's been bitching about it. Like, no, no As she would. Or they've had a little family sit down. Rightly like, so. This is why our relationship's in the shit. Yeah, absolutely. This is why you have to go and live with Uncle Irving for three weeks whilst exactly. we figure this out. <laughs> uh, so they go into the tunnel and then we get the old couple with the dog yes who are taking the dog to the vets you don't realise at the time but I think their son has died yeah you like get the backs they, you see that they're absolutely obsessed with this dog but the backstory we find out later on is the fact that they've used the dog as a surrogate son because yes. their son died in the army you don't get it now it's revealed later but it's... I feel it's revealed so late in the movie that you're just like I don't even care yeah you know what I mean yeah would have been better potentially if they were at the grave of the sun yeah and... or something like that or because they're coming out of a building maybe if they were sat down speaking to a lawyer about something like that about accidents or they're or getting the or... flag from the military guy maybe a bit of that or, or something, like that. something something else as opposed yeah. to them just walking out of the apartment then you've got George, who is the security guard at the tunnel. Yeah, he's a pretty cool character. He's great. He's he flirts gets... with the lady in the control room, the two of them. He's got like... he Right. He's got some game. He holds up her bracelet and is like... Whilst talking to her on the walkie-talkie and looking at the CCTV camera, yeah. like, hey, you left this in my apartment last yeah. night. Hey, we just had sex. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody... Everybody on the CCTV right now. And Everybody you work with now knows. Everybody that you're on Channel me. Three. I banged that lady, <laughs> and then she says something like, "You know, you can you can give it back to me yourself." At which point he says, "Ah, just don't tell anyone." <laughs> then don't announce it over the walkie-talkie. So we got them, 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 and then we've got a bus full of juvenile delinquent criminals yeah I've, I never really established how old these guys were whether they were going to juvie it felt like that it felt like they weren't old enough to be like hardened criminals and then the final character we get is Roy which one's Roy? Viggo Mortensen oh of course yeah Viggo Mortensen who is ultimate athlete explorer general fucking travels the world sells shoes yeah. has his own line of adventure awesomeness I feel Roy. that at that time that might not have been as I would say realistic in the sense that because who really at that time was running a company and there's a huge face of it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about anything. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but, but he is uh, in a stockbroker meeting or the board meeting. Mm. He's essentially Bruce Wayne, but without the back cape. Yeah, and Nikes. He's Yeah. <laughs> um, and he has a line later on when he's going to ex- uh, when he's going to escape the tunnel, someone's like, "You can't get out of here." He was like, "I was born three weeks premature. Even my own mother couldn't keep me in. I'll get out of this tunnel." It's like, 
What a weird line to write. Quaint your mum to a tunnel. They could have written so much more, like, oh, I was trapped in an avalanche for six weeks and survived. Mm. Nothing, you know, nothing contains me can kill me or something. But no, vagina joke. Okay. Yeah, yeah, in that board meeting, uh, Rob Cohen's in there. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, he makes a little cameo. Of course, yeah. He always makes a little cameo, Robbie Cohen. Then, Adam, tell me what happens that leads to the tunnel collapsing. All right, so this is is the 90s, so... (laughs) Uh, criminals are always punks with fingerless gloves. Fingerless gloves, like <laughs> duster-wearing, spiky hair. I find, punks. yeah, again, I just find it so fascinating that there's this, this sort of like aesthetic to criminals, where yeah. it's like, oh, they've got to look really like edgy. They've got to look like the mole people from Demolition Man. That and just like, yeah, I, so they've got to have piercings, yep. spike, yep. coloured hair, 100%. tattoos on the face, yep. It, completely inconspicuous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They <laughs> you know have, I mean? they've got to be criminals that really look like criminals. It, it's like, all right. So if you were a career criminal, which I assume that these people are trying to be, mm-hmm. why would you ever make yourself look as distinctive as that? Well, because otherwise you can't get into the criminal clubhouse. This you know, is true. you've got to wear the right uniform. That is right. Which is, of course, uh, cut off jean jackets, <laughs> holes in the elbows, and knees. Yeah. Probably like a fishnet vest, but then a long coat over the top, just in case you a want to stay hot or cold. Yeah, absolutely. Always with the sweet duster. And just also a fucking idiot. Yeah, they are dumb asses. So, so a guy comes out of a jewelry, jewelry store, store with a yeah. briefcase. With a handcuff to him. Handcuff to him. So they beat the shit out of him, steal the briefcase, and then steal his car. Yeah. A fax comes through I the car. I was like, wow, this is, we're living in the future. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, oh, this guy fax. was rich. <laughs> A fax comes through being like, you're being tracked by auto police. Yeah. Pull over now. It's like, definitely pull over, ditch the car, maybe change your outfits and run. But no, yeah. no, keep driving. Yeah. And they head down the tunnel. What a sh- place to go as well. Like, if you're trying to do... The cops up. in the film reference this. Like, yeah. how fucking stupid are they? We'll just tell the Jersey police to pick them up on the other side. Yeah, yeah. They don't drive conspicuously. They drive like arseholes. Yeah. And they crash into the foreshadowed toxic waste. Of course. Kablooey. Yeah, it was a good little action set piece. And obviously, everyone's in the tunnel by this point. Well, most of the people are in this tunnel. Can I just say, yeah. uh, the last person, I think, one of the last people to go into the tunnel is Madeline, the writer. Yeah. And she's singing New York, New York. Uh, yeah, but she's rendition. singing it as like, I can't make it here. I can't make it fucking anywhere. She's got her car packed, not too packed. Yeah. Like, there's space on the back seat, but a chair strapped to the roof. <laughs> yeah, that was a little bit like... <laughs> Number one, yeah. what's with the chair? Number two, put it in the back seat. Uh, also as well, the ADR. Put it in the side seat. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's not well thought out. It's, oh God, it's... Um, if you want to know that someone's leaving home, they're, they're strapping a chair to the roof. I fucking hate her character. Yeah, I hate her too. Um, I don't. Yeah, I was trying to uh, bring up the point. Uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but the ADR on her singing is oh, horrible. Hey, she's not even mouthing half the words half the time. But it's obviously a editing mistake. It would be like something like, right, well, fuck it. You know, sometimes I know in the editing room they just go, no one will notice. Yeah, and which everyone goes. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Yeah, literally the <laughs> whole world. Whoa, there's the bit in Galaxy Quest when Sigourney Weaver goes around the corner and says, "Well, fuck that." Yeah, and they add the other line to say, "Well, screw that." Yeah, yeah. Because they needed to make it suitable for kids, and it's one of those things that, as a fan, you're just like, "She didn't say screw." But this is 
dreadful. This is a that was for PG rating reasons. Mm. This is just for shoddy ADR reasons. Definitely. It sucked. So, um, yeah, everyone's in the tunnel now. Yeah, uh, the explosion, explosion goes happened. off. Um, but who isn't in the tunnel at this point? Kit. So this is meant to be like a, a mix of emergency worker, isn't it? So it's like he's a firefighter, but he's like an EMT as well, some shit. He was the chief because he says to someone, it was the chief. And someone <laughs> says back to him, if you ask me, I'm looking at him. And it's like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. decent writing, nice, okay. Yeah. So Sylvester Sloan rides on the back of a fire truck into the tunnel, gets told to fuck off. Quite rightly, I thought as well. I agree. Because the chief officer... Right, you know, he's dealing with a shit ton of things that are going on. It's a fucking disaster just mm-hmm. happened. And then you're getting someone that is not involved with your with your emergency response. A civilian. A you're civilian. getting a civilian, yeah. And it's fair enough that Sylvester Sloan is obviously super experienced in this field, but you do not want to be distracted while you're trying to make Especially decisions. Especially by someone, I mean, as it transpires, his actions may or may not have led to the deaths of however many people. Uh, Dan Hedo's brother i believe as well yes yes what i did like about this chief is he's like all right i'm gonna go in first don't everyone worry yeah he goes in first and just dies yeah so mr california unfortunately is um wrecked by he the is 100 gone then you cut to the control room and yeah. sylvester stallone is there he's like jason Voorhees. he just fucking appears <laughs> who is the guy that is the main off- uh, the main office dude i don't know he is the worst actor in this movie i think oh well he is like porn level of acting. It's just like it's so. <laughs> the tunnels collapsed. It, 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 it's like it's so wooden. It's <laughs> like no pun intended. Uh-huh. Uh, it's so wooden that you really like. Does this guy even like know where he is right now? It's it ties into the whole thing. None of the actors are standout actors. I couldn't tell you their names, their character mm. names, their actor names, anything. But I did find it funny that think about taking again. I brought up taking a pal on one, two, three. Yeah. Cut to the control room. Walter Matthau's there. He's organising this, organising that, organising mm-hmm. the other, deal, dealing with Hector Elizondo, whatever. If someone was to just walk into that office, it would be like seven people would turn and be like, get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, but yeah, he's yeah. Sylvester Sloan, naturally inconspicuous person, I guess, Yeah. who walks in to the main room and is like, hey, is anyone not watching these TVs? <laughs> so you kind of bring up the inconspicuous nature of Sylvester Sloan. Not now, a slight fellow. But he's obviously never gets his top off in this movie. This is true. This is actually, I believe, one of his um, brought-on directional choices himself. Because at this point, I think he was done with action movies. And I think he even said that this was going to be his last action movie. Because this would have been around the time when he was starting Copland as well, I guess. Yeah, so he's definitely wanting to get into more serious Serious acting roles. And with that... That's why he's just like kind of trying to wear, you know, flannel shirt. Obviously, he's still is Jax. Yeah. But because he's Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's definitely not trying to portray, you know, a Demolition Man type black t shirt. He's not trying to portray Rambo, Rambo you know, yeah. Bandolier, bullets cross him, mm-hmm. bare chest. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's. Um, he's just trying to be an everyman. He's trying yeah. to be John McClane. He's just trying to be, in, yeah, he works out. Yeah. Um, there's a great bit in this where so in the tunnel at that point some uh, Madeline has grabbed a fallen electric wire which is sparking above the leaking fuel of the prison bus yeah. and the man in charge Mr. Porn Actor <laughs> Mr. basically Mr. Wood he says oh we can't turn off that it will close the whole circuit and Sylvester Stallone has a really great line where he walks up to him and I'm not going to do the Stallone impression where he's like if you don't turn off the electricity now that woman's dead 
And it's a really powerful line because yeah. it's like, this is matter of fact. This isn't me acting for the sake of acting. This woman's life hangs in the balance. And it, it, it was great. Yeah, that It was, was really underplayed. There's a moment later on that really counteracts that. <laughs> but that bit was lovely. Was... Now talk to me about Madeline with this electricity. So she's meant to be, yeah, so she's meant to be a downtrodden, vulnerable woman. And her life's falling apart. She's being cheated on. She lives in a shithole. She's being rejected left, right and centre. And she is very meek when she's meeting these criminals inside. And then she you know, helps them out. And then she jumps out with her boots because she remembers that rubber is you know non-conductive yeah and she grabs onto this wire with her boots on her hands with her boots on her now i'm not i'm no physicist but you are an engineer i'm maybe a genius (laughs) Um, but i don't understand like i've never seen a cable fly around like that because of electricity coming through it I have in one film and it's called Final Destination it's because it's controlled by death well there's that but so, the Grim Reaper wants these people dead now obviously if you are an electrician or you work in uh, in an industry which has huge high power cables please comment on it and tell me <laughs> exactly. if this ever has happened but as far as I'm aware that that cable would just be sort of dangling it, yeah it would yeah and that's one of the things I think is probably be more dangerous to the fact is because you don't see this huge thing waving around in your mm-hmm. face. And then she grabs onto it. And this thing is having a tug of war with her. And yeah. it's like flying and flinging her around and all this sort of shit. And then once everyone gets out, you're just like, why don't you just fucking let go? Yeah. Like, why don't you just fucking run off? You, but, you... but also it's above the pool of leaking gasoline. Yeah, yeah. The sparks are landing in the gasoline. This is true. Either nothing's going to happen if she lets it go, or yeah. she should have been dead already. Yeah. I'm going to go back to the Grim Reaper Final Destination thing. It wasn't her time. Maybe it was. You can't cheat death in the wrong order. <laughs> so she's got plenty of time to do whatever she wants. Oh, do you know what? Why did this movie... Uh, this movie would have been a great Final Destination yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, good shot. It would have been amazing. And especially if... Because like, Final Destination films are always like, <gasps> big event, play the big event again, and then spend days figuring out like the order of death if you do a really self-contained Final yeah. Destination movie like that takes place over one night that would be great can you get we me... just rebooted a series yeah can you get me a spec script done for next week mate on my of desk. course I can provide the roaches and I'll be right there fantastic uh, so they save Madeline by turning off the electricity and then Viggo Mortensen's character Roy is like hey my mum's vagina couldn't hold me <laughs> Now I'm going to escape this tunnel. Taking Roy off the grid. (laughs) Oh, that's a joke for certain people. Um, Sylvester Stallone gets approval to go in and save the day. Yeah, so they do that little... They bring out the model and they're going to go... They they kind of give you a little bit of foreshadowing about some of the... The The chapel. The chapel. Um, how are we going to get in here? And then... uh, We're going to go through the fans. Yeah, so Sylvester Stallone does a little quick look swipe on the building it's like yeah. my secret compartment a little <laughs> fan in there gives it a little spin just to <laughs> let you know that this thing spins cuts to big spinning fan right I have so many issues with this moment this is why we're here I know but right it's four fans I think yes that have all been shut down for uh, like slowed down for him to be able to crawl through without getting chopped into mm-hmm. bits okay He's on the top fan, and there's a countdown from a minute to zero. And at zero, the fan's going to speed up again. Yeah. Okay. 
which would imply that then the next fan doesn't start slowing down until the zero on the top fan. Mm. Except all four fans have completely slowed down and he spends 45 seconds on that top fan <laughs> looking for a route. And it's like, get through. Yeah. Because as soon as he gets There's through, like three seconds to go, get through. he's then got like 30 seconds for, before the next fan speeds up again. It's like, yeah. dude, jump down, figure it out. But he jumps down... And then he gets trapped, and then his bag gets snagged, and then yeah, he gets yeah. sped up super fast, and then he lands on his face. And loads of things happen where you're just like, if this was a video game on the PlayStation yeah. or Xbox... Oh, you're dead. You Well, no, you just go, all right, all right, jump through, jump through, jump through, jump through. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't go jump through, fuck around, make a cup of tea. No. Have a look at a tweet. Oh, jump through again. This makes uh, me feel yeah. wonder what, like, you know, obviously he's got these people killed. And you kind of start to think, yeah. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe, you're, uh, maybe you're fit to lose your job. Yeah, maybe um, a bit too slow on these decisions. Finally, somehow he gets through. He ends up in a wind tunnel that drives him towards a hole. And he gets through the hole and mm. climbs up the ladder. And that explodes, right. And well, he uses that little bit of uh, C4 or whatever he's got. He does use that little bit of C4. Here's the thing. Yes. Anyone could have been just stood above that vent. Well, yeah, because when it does blow up, it flips over a car. It flips over. Again, Sylvester Stallone, his character got people killed. And you're starting to look and go, well, yeah, probably. He has a a slight devil may care about him. But obviously that's what makes him. That's what makes him great. Yeah. Yeah, in a way. Okay, so he goes to fetch Roy. He gets there and he basically says, hey, Roy, get the fuck out of there. It's going to collapse. Yeah. Well, I feel what's kind of like leads up to that bit as well is that when he does come out and he is explaining to everyone, they go like, because they're all like, all right, cool, we'll just go this way. And they go the way that you came. It's like, you can't go that way. Can't go that way because there's a wind tunnel and. And then he's like, and he's, and they're like, well, so how do we get out of it? And he's like, I don't know. Yeah. Prince Danzo, it's like, fuck do I know? I mean, I'm here to get here, not to get out of here. Yeah. And then everyone else is kind of like, oh, what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah, you know I mean? exactly. like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, how the fuck are we going to get out of here? And he's just like... Oh. He is improving. He is. He's like on the fly. Almost. 100%. Flying by the seat of his goddamn pants. <laughs> but he goes through to Roy and he's like, hey, Roy, we've got oh, to yeah. get out of here. So he's and with... Roy says, oh, that sounds like an order, Mr. Latura. I don't follow orders. At which point Sylvester Stallone's like, all right, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, out and out, like, I'm not going to have this argument with you, bro. Yeah, because he's like, the longer I stay here, the more at risk that I'm going to get fucking killed as well. And, like, literally five seconds later, fucking <sighs> comes down. It comes down that the stuff that uh, Viggo Monson Roy has grappled himself to yeah. collapses. He looks up, sees that it's falling, repels down to the ground, and before he can unlatch his hooks and everything that's holding him in place, he realises that he's not going to get out of this one. So he spreads his arms out, like, braces himself, looks up... Yeah, proper A-frame pose. 100%, like, best to death ever. (laughs) Stands there, looks up at everything that's collapsing, uh, and about to crush him, just goes... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a weird one, because you kind of think to yourself, what would you do if you were in that situation? Like, what would your last words be? (laughs) <laughs> Mine would probably be like, Ooh! <laughs> uh, yeah. I, what would my last week be like? Ugh. Just ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. It uh, would be something like like ah, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. It would. Oh, be. Um, you know, he was so good. He was just so ready. It was. There, good. There's a line in Always Sunny. Well, you know, when you kind of think of like there are like just tiny moments in mm. in that show 
which if if you pick out and you try to explain to someone and they probably go that's in any way context funny you know what i mean it's like, yeah but it's the bit where uh uh, Frank is trying to convince Charlie's mum to go into the toilet for the glory hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. when she's like, oh, no, no I don't, Fra- need, to I don't need to go potty. And he's like, damn it. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> that, the way yeah. he says that line is so fucking funny. That would be the way I would say it. All right. Yeah. Well, you would have died upset with yourself. I'd have died disappointed with myself. I would have been disappointed that I put myself in that situation. I probably would have done an eye roll. <laughs> oh, fuck. Sake. I'd have done a Wiley Coyote, pull the sign out from behind my back. This goes, mother. Um, something like that. But no, he dies and Sylvester Sloan. So death count, Sylvester Sloan's responsible for now. Yeah. One. Or is it death one? Or cause like, and okay, Sylvester so you, you think tunnel one, Sylvester Sloan zero. Because yeah. at a certain point it becomes Sylvester Sloan at least two. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so <laughs> Sylvester Sloan goes back and he's like, all right, we've got to get out of here. He gets out of the tunnel and then that's uh, one of the juveniles is there standing with a huge fuck-off rock ready to throw on top of him. And he's like, why are you doing that? Yeah. And then obviously it explodes. I wonder what he was put in prison for. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And it's, uh, obviously a huge rubble explodes out from the hole and then like a, like a huge barbed wires not barbed wire uh, like a, 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 a just a metal pole type thing yeah. like a is it called like a barb or steel or something like that yeah steel, steel barb yeah I don't work in construction nor are you a genius um, <laughs> there's this huge explosion you're right and a metal rod goes through his gut right now this is right, so I wanted to bring this point up because this now just starts to show the falling down of the writing and the editing of it because you're meant to feel sympathy for this character who's just tried to murder Sylvester Stallone in cold blood. Um, and everyone's like, and this guy's been an arsehole to everyone already anyway, because he's a big loudmouth. Now, when he's dying, he's obviously quite scared and he wants to say, hey, tell my dad that I tried helping people. Oh, yeah. This and is, you're like, he says like, it oh, to the old man, the yeah. old man with the dog. And you're like, and the, I probably won't. <laughs> no, no the, but the old man's like, I'll find him and I'll tell him. And yeah. the, the kid's last words are, he won't believe you. Yeah, because I'm just like, you've not f- spent any time in these characters to give a shit mm. about any of them. So this guy who is the only actions I've seen or anything I know about him is that he's a, com- or like a, com- he's a convicted, convicted arm robber. Convicted arm robber. He is very selfish because he pushes straight out of that uh, mm-hmm. prison van. Mm-hmm. He causes the first amount of conflict in that movie with Sylvester Stallone because he tries to choke him out. Yeah. And then as he's coming out of the tunnel, he then tries to bludgeon him with a fucking rock. I was like, fuck you, you're a problem anyway. It's probably, this crew is going to be way better off with you dead now. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I know it sounds so harsh. It is, and it's nothing to do with anything other than the fact that he, he all he's done is cause conflict and aggression. Yeah. In the same way, I mean, talk about the Poseidon adventure. Yeah, yeah. Ernest Borgnine's character is mm. always at loggerheads with Gene Hackman saying if you want to go left I'm going to go right if you want to go up I think we should go down but when the time comes when push comes to shove Ernest Borgnine's character is always yeah. putting himself in front of harm's way to save the person he cares about and to save other people yeah. this guy's just a fucking dick yeah yeah so Sylvester Sloan and Madeline have to go to the far end of the tunnel to blow up a blockade that's gone on there so that the water can flow freely and not rise and not give them hypothermia yeah I do like how you come so prepared that you've written stuff down in a notebook i've written so much stuff i've watched this film so many times now um 
Meanwhile, back in the control room, mm. uh, you know, in Godzilla, where Mayor Ebert hmm, says we need to open up the bridges, there's people here that need to earn money from their businesses. For, forget about Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. There's the same kind of thing that's gone on here, where like the mayor's aide or the head of finances or something's like. Is she not the mayor? Uh, she's she she's someone be. someone that. Again, should have been like Glenn Close or she's Jamie Lee suit. Curtis. She's a suit. She's bureaucracy personified. Yeah, she's like, what's we, wrong with this country. Yeah, we need to open up a bridge again as quickly as possible, even if that means killing everyone inside, because we need to make money. And it's a real like D plot thing. Yeah, but it's again a bit of more of a ticking clock. It is. Yeah, for pe- the people in the tunnel. Not only was there an urgency, the fact that the, this tunnel's flooding, on fire, and air's running out. Now some dickheads up in the control room trying to tell everyone to start drilling and excavating this tunnel. It is that Ebert thing. Of, there's nothing new. We've seen it all before. Stallone and Madeline have to break the water dam with some more C4 uh, yeah. so, so the water levels don't rise and no one gets hypothermia. And then George dies. Oh, well, he gets he crushed under a car. Crushed yeah, under a car. he definitely breaks something. breaks his neck or something like that. And then they have to like sort of stretch him on top of that car. Yeah, it's a, it's actually quite a nice thing of like you've got that initial quest of Sylvester Stallone getting through the tunnel mm-hmm. to getting to the tunnel. Then you've got the one of him like hitting his tertiary antagonists, which is everyone going, "We don't believe you." And then they come together as one and they lift the car off of George. Yeah. They give him the breathing device. Sylvester Stallone, whilst earlier he was like, "If if you don't turn off that electricity now, that woman's gonna die." Now he's next to George's ear going, George, breathe, George. Come on, you can do it, George. Breathe, George, breathe. It's like, oh, you were so understated earlier. And now we're just filling the script. Yeah, I can see that. Um, And this also leads to, I think, the bleakest moment in the movie (laughs) when they kind of now come to a realisation that shit's not getting any better. Water mm. levels are still rising. Everyone is getting really cold now. And then, obviously, Latora gets the idea that, hey, when everything, all hope is lost, he remembers that there is that sort of chapel. The chapel, The chapel yeah. where all the Irish immigrants used to work and pray. Yes. So he asks George where this is, and then coming to a realisation that they're probably not going to be able to take him with them. Mm-hmm. And to that point where everybody else is like, okay, you head off now to this place. Uh, you know, he's done the little sort of a little survey of where this place is. Comes back, right, guys, everyone, let's head this way. Yeah. And then obviously has to then speak to George and be like, yeah, sorry, buddy, got to leave you here. George gets the worst death. He doesn't die. He doesn't like he die doesn't die. The screen, camera, no. the camera itself just pulls away from George, away, yeah. away, away, as he's like sat there. Looking up at the ceiling, almost like Miles Dyson, that slow death he oh, has. Yeah, good show. I think it's so horrible. It's like, so yeah. harrowing. Because like, yeah, that's, like, I think, the worst kind of way to die. A, dying alone. Yeah. In a circumstance that you probably don't know how you're, what's going to kill you first, you know? Yeah, is it the cold? The best thing he can hope for is that the cold kills him. That yeah, he passes out a, with hypothermia. It's a quick death. Not that the rats come and eat him. Ooh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just that... But I, because of that, I like it more rather than... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Great. Yeah. But harrowing. Imagine if Sylvester Stallone just kind of covered his mouth. This is what I got exactly here. Sylvester Stallone should have done the honourable thing and been like, George, I don't want you to die a slow death. 
how do you feel about me just suffocating you? Because what would be really interesting there then is because obviously Latour has gone in to save people and then the amount of people that he's trying to save is dwindling. Yeah. You know what I mean? So this is obviously going to play very heavy on him and the fact that he can't save everyone. No. To the point now where he has to make the decision to actively kill somebody in a very, in a kind way. Yeah. They tail it out there and then when everybody does realise that, hey, where is George? And yeah. so that's the way George I ain't coming. George ain't coming. Always says like he didn't make it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, so, oh, so, okay. <laughs> yeah. Again, also, what would have been a harsher death if, uh, or a, like more telling character moment would have been if you cut away from Sylvester mm. whilst he's still with George, mm. and then cuts to George ain't coming. There's a really good moment in uh, the Batman comics. I think it's the Killing Joke. I believe. Yeah, I could be wrong. But uh, it's the end panel. Is that where Barbara Gordon gets, you know? You know? Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh, she gets shot. And all and the paralyzed. other stuff. Yeah, yeah and yeah. all the other stuff. Oh, that, I, I'm not too sure if that does. No, it does. I watched oh. it the other day. Oh, no, that's... Yeah, but that's in the cartoon animation. Okay, my bad, my bad. Uh, maybe. I don't... I don't maybe but uh, she gets shot and paralysed and maybe all the other stuff. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's been a long time since I've read that comic but in the last couple of panels um, Batman finally captures the Joker mm. oh I, yeah I know and exactly what you're going to say the Joker tells him a joke mm. and then they both start laughing uh-huh. and then the and he carries on the laughter throughout the panels he obviously like cuts away from them mm-hmm. and then the laughing stops you know, and you still ask other fans about who read this, uh, who's read that comic. Is the question is, did Batman actually kill the Joker in the end yeah. because of the just the sudden stop of the laughing? Okay, so I'm complaining that confusing that with the animation, yeah, where over black it cuts to black and yeah. only Batman continues laughing. Oh. That's how they, and you're like, oh, he just killed the Joker. Yeah, cool. Because you know what? Finally. Mm. Uh, so then they've got to do the Poseidon Adventure swim underwater thing. They do. Now, this, this is the one of those things where it's quite a cool little scene, action scene, where they're kind of swimming underneath in that little tunnel mm-hmm. to get into the chapel and stuff like that. And obviously the dog doesn't come with them yeah. at the time. And everyone's more upset about the dog not coming than they yeah, are about yeah, George yeah. not coming. <laughs> yeah, fuck George. Okay, yeah. He, he, lived, he died the way he lived. In the tunnel. <laughs> yes. But then the old man dies of a broken heart? No, it's the woman. Sorry, the, uh, the old lady so, drives. But she dies, I, I assume, of hypothermia more than anything. She's quite frail and she just slumps over. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, yeah, she just, I thought she needed some rest. Which, again, talk about the Poseidon Adventure. The old, la- the old couple in the Poseidon Adventure, they do the swim underwater because mm. she was once an Olympic swimmer. She goes first. Again, this is in the Poseidon Adventure. They get out the other side. And as they're lying on the ground, the old man, well, she says to the old man, like, when was the last time I said I loved you? And he says, yesterday, 10 years ago, what does it matter? And then she dies. Yeah. It's really sweet and touching. Whereas this, it's, she slumps over because, you know, the dog's dead. I don't think, this is how, I don't but, think that's what, but that's what it played. It played like she died of a broken heart. Then the dog appears. Yeah, so... This is kind of one of those, I don't know if you just put that in there just to tug on heartstrings sort of thing, which obviously it probably was. Yeah. But I couldn't care less about the dog. Because <laughs> normally you meant to. Like, you know, like an Independence Day where the dog's like jumping over the cars because the fire's coming through and then... Boomer! 
look. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was like, that's a little bit more on your, on the edge of your seat. Like, please let that yeah, dog survive. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, when they were like, oh, the dog didn't come. And you'd be like, oh, okay. Dog yeah. didn't come. All right, Such dog is life. Dead. then they're trapped in the chapel and all the rats arrive and luckily we've had that foreshadowing earlier of the rats Mm -hmm. and Madeline grabs the female convict and is like (laughs) really weirdly straddles her yeah they're just little brown shits with legs is that it? yeah Yeah. no they're shit with feet they're just shit with feet and it's like oh you've overcome your beginning arc of hating rats I mean you still (laughs) drank from a roach cup but yeah, okay. I don't think there's any redemptive arc on that. No, uh, but I just found it really weird that uh, obviously she's climbed. if you're shit scared of something like, and you got yourself up into a high little cove in in yeah. the tunnel, so for someone else to then just climb up next to you, straddle you, mm-hmm. and just scream They're in your shit face. With feet. They're shit. With I feet. would be like, get the. Fuck away from me. <laughs> yeah. You are not helping. So they get through to the next room where there's a staircase that leads to freedom mm. and they all climb up and then the dog, that's when the dog comes back and then Sylvester Sloan goes back to get the dog. Well, he goes back to get the old man because the old man's like, oh, just leave me, I'll stay. And then they're like, well, if I don't well, oh, go. But no, but that's it. So he goes up, goes back to get the old man. They go up, the dog arrives. He goes back down to grab the dog, gets halfway up, the stairs collapse and he throws the dog. <laughs> And yeah. you're there going, is the dog the real villain? Um, Maybe. And because of that, he falls in the water, and then Madeline falls in the water, and then fake Liev Schreiber, the dad that's having an affair, takes control, much like Ernest Borgening in the Poseidon Adventure, yeah. after Gene Hackman suicides himself, yes. and says, we're going to get out of here, because they're trying to throw a rope down mm-hmm. to Sylvester Stallone. Right. So there's this bit which this is a part which really confused me uh, when I first watched it. When Madeline screams at um, J.O. Sanders' character, and she's like, "Don't leave me! Don't leave me!" Uh, thank you. Good impression. That was great. Apparently, was Barbara it? Windsor played Madeline. <laughs> yeah, this is why you do the impression. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was so confused because I, the way she's so passionately screaming at him. She, like, she out out screams, you promised you'd never leave me. Right. So, exactly. I thought that she was having the, the affair, affair with, with him, him. Which it feels like in an earlier draft, that was happening. And then they right. just left that line in and so forgot about it. Why would you have in your script two instances of people having affairs and not have them meeting up in the tunnel and not do anything with it absolutely so because what you could have done in that uh is you can create more conflict within the group 100 percent. because now you've got the wife and madeline arguing butting heads Mm -hmm. the daughter's probably going to not be too thrilled that she's there as well and then he the dad has to make a decision as to who he loves his wife or his oh yeah exactly do you know what imagine if there was a chance where he had to save one or the other oh yeah and he chooses Madeline or he chooses chooses his wife (laughs) more likely well either way he chooses the wife and then Madeline realises how kind of throwaway piece of trash she is to this guy I'm Uh, going to say something to you ready What's this? Good writing. Thank you, Craig. You're welcome. Uh, this yeah. is why you get me to proofread all yours. And then <laughs> this I, is why I my scripts back. get rejected. And this is why when your scripts come back, they have like two, hey, you missed 
there's, uh, there's, you had a spelling mistake on this, I've done my job. Um, but Sylvester, when Sylvester Sloan's in the water, they try and throw a quote-unquote rope down to him. Do you know what that rope is? Did you see what that rope was? It was, like, tiny. It was Madeline's cardigan. <laughs> it's like a 25-foot drop, and she's using a cardigan and swinging it like, yeah. it'll work eventually. It'll work eventually. If she looked up, she would have seen the chains above her have you that they could have grabbed. Have you ever seen uh, This Is The End with Seth Rogen? Yeah. You know when the sinkhole opens up? Yeah. And they're like, and he's like, oh, please save me. And he's like, you're in the hole. Yeah, Craig Roberts is like, you're in the hole. It's too late for you. <laughs> I, tried to save like. I tried to save Aziz. I, I tried to, I did everything I can. <laughs> it was 100% that. It, and yes, it was. And then, but yeah, so then Madeline falls in and everyone else goes and runs to safety and they get to like, the parking garage and they get saved mm. and then sylvester stallone and madeline are trapped underwater and their plan is to blow a hole in something that will create a suction vacuum that will take them up to the surface of the hudson river yeah where they and, and it works you know what just let's it get to it, life, but it no of course it wouldn't it works they end up there and then immediately like a fleet of ships or boats or whatever mm. they're like get them go 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 would so, have been funnier if this was when sully crashed and just <laughs> takes them out <laughs> good shout um so originally in the script uh sylvester Sloan was meant to die at this point would have been great I, he should have he should have well he looked like he was dead like yeah because he's, he's trapped down in, the, in a cab yeah but even before he like as he gets sucked out madeline grabs onto him and she gets sucked out so at that point, the suction has to be good enough to drag him and her up. It, you're, he should have died. Yeah, uh, but it's Stallone, so he has to survive. Has Stallone ever died on screen? Assassin. No, he's the good guy in Assassin's. Does he die in Copland? No. No. Has Stallone ever died on screen? Mm. And by that proxy, in life. No. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone always lives. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Death Race 2000. Yes. Yep. David Carradine throws a grenade into his car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, my next note. Ready for this? I am always ready for this. Stopped caring. <laughs> There's no urgency. I stopped caring. There's a Die Hard 3 ending slash Sully. That would have been funny. Mm. And then, then they get taken out of the Hudson River and Sylvester Sloan gets given a jumper to stay warm that says Chief on it. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. he's once again, I guess, the Chief. And he and Madeline have a happy ever after. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Um, that is, that's it. And if you look at the great disaster movies, mm. okay, so we're talking Armageddon. We're talking Day After Tomorrow. We're talking The Poseidon Adventure. These films have a really big emotional drive for the main actor yeah. as to whether or not they're going to survive the finale of the film. There are so many moments in this film where you're like, Sylvester Sloan doesn't have any emotional connection to any of these characters. Yeah. He went there without a huge plan as to how he was going to save them. Mm. He nearly gets bludgeoned by one. He argues with another. There's no huge emotional relevance as to him getting his job back as chief. He didn't seem to be up about that. He was just the quippy <laughs> cab driver. He doesn't like fall in love. He doesn't save the love of his life or a child or this or that. He just does yeah. stuff. I I... Uh, the character doesn't have any emotional attachment. No. I don't have any emotional attachment. No. I yeah, I couldn't care less about any of these people that are trapped in the tunnel because 
for the most part, they're all really unlikable people. Yeah. And they don't really get that much of a strong redemption for anything. It's like, all right, fair enough, these juvenile kids, they've sort of helped and come together. I do wonder if, you know, after they obviously get rescued, so they all get pulled out of the drain, they're all wearing their orange mm-hmm. jump, jumpsuits. Do they go straight back to prison? <laughs> this, it, maybe. Maybe. I, I don't know. It's never... It's like, I feel like there is a film where something like that happens... Oh, you know what it is? It's like, it's the end of Assault on Precinct 13. Oh, yeah, yeah, Where yeah. I'm like, does Napoleon Wilson now go back to jail or not? No. Because he's still a hardened criminal. Yeah, exactly. But, you know... Just uh, some police chief there's like, take him away, toys. <laughs> Beg my way, toys. <laughs> what do you say, chief? Yeah, I do what the kids say. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was Daylight. I'm done with this film now, I think, for about a thousand years. Yeah, I've, I I know what you mean. I've exhausted it. But it's kind of what's almost uh, harking back to what Roger Ebert said. It's mm. just that you've seen this movie a thousand times already. Yeah. It's a um, by-numbers disaster movie. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do anything different. No. And if anything, it kind of suffers from that because yeah. you. it's almost like they rushed it a little bit so I, yeah. I don't know if that was the case in production but you're just a bit like it, it just clicks through well, I imagine and... they rushed some of it to get rid of that $3,500 a night hotel <laughs> fee for Sylvester Stallone <laughs> so um, do you know who Rob Cohen originally wanted to play Kit Latora? Vin Diesel uh, probably not actually too far off um, uh, Nicholas Cage okay yeah but the uh, execs or the, or the producers of the movie were just like no he's too much of a character actor 1996? Yeah. No. I mean, actually, by that point, he hadn't done Corner of the Rock or Face Off, had he? No. But Fair. I mean, fair, no. fair point from them, but they. I think it would have been better if it was Nick Cage. Yeah, 100%. Nicholas Cage would have been... This is going to sound like a crazy sentence that I'm about to say, but more of a human. So... If we cast Nick Cage in this movie, who mm-hmm. else would you recast in this movie? Okay, number one, as the dad. Yes. Liev Schreiber. Okay. Number two. A fat, as... fake Liev Schreiber? <laughs> no, <laughs> real, honest to goodness Liev Schreiber, okay, not cool. Judge Dredd's Liev Schreiber fakeness. Uh, as Viggo Mortensen, I would cast Viggo Mortensen. Yeah. As Madeline, I would have gone with Mini Driver. Yeah. Or Lannis Morissette. Yep. <laughs> well, she is God. I mean, she can do whatever she wants. She uh, as the old man, James Cromwell. Oh, yeah, okay. The, the, yeah. Fa- the dad father from Babe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as George Morgan Freeman. See, now this budget's inflating. Yeah, but we've lost... Okay, in that case, I take out Stallone. I put in Nic- Nicolas Cage. Suddenly, I've saved $3,500 a day. Morgan Freeman is too good that character I don't think so I think Morgan Freeman as George would have elevated it to something where you're like not George Samuel Jackson doing his Mitch from Mitch Hennessy from Long Kiss Goodnight yeah yeah Um, yeah maybe and actually I'm going to recast Viggo Mortensen as John Cusack okay yeah is he kind of like extreme like athlete yeah he's a kickboxer (laughs) he's an out and out legit is like he? black belt kick oh John Cusack could kick the shit out of both of us literally with his hands tied behind his back oh, fair enough he trained under Benny Aquides for mm. decades he's nice. an amazing kickboxer or would you have uh, what's his face Carl from Die Hard as a police officer Reginald Val Johnson that's the one yeah I mean yeah you could have Reginald Val Johnson I could see it's just probably because I see him as a 
as a cop. Yeah. Anyway. Or, uh, you know what? <laughs> Alan Rickman as the dad who's having an affair. <laughs> Strong oh, yeah. Love Actually vibes, am I right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Emma Thompson as the wife. Oh, yeah. Good yeah, chance. Well, why don't we just make this Love Actually? Why can't <laughs> Liam Neeson be Viggo Mortensen? Yeah. Okay. Alan okay. Rickman as the dad. Emma mm. Thompson as the wife. Yeah. Uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor as yeah. George. Yeah. Uh, who else we've got? Um, Andrew Lincoln. Andrew Lincoln, yes. Is it, it is Andrew Lincoln. It is Andrew Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Andrew Lincoln uh, as the old man. Uh, Andrew s- Lincoln can play the dog. Andrew- <laughs> uh, at this point, because of her age, Kira Knightley could have played the daughter. Yeah. Or Kerbal just have like Rowan Atkinson in there. <laughs> Rowan Atkinson can play the dog. Uh, and then who else have we got in that film? Oh, Bill Nighy is the old man. Mm. Boom. All right. This is certainly right, a film right, I want to see. selling it to me now. Okay. Okay. So I'm on board. And Hugh Grant can play Mr. California. Yeah. Okay, cool. Boom. Or he can just plaster on some eyebrows and he... He can be... play Dan Hedaya. There we go. Dan Hudea. Nailed nice. it. Nice. I'm not proud of it. Uh, but yeah, this you, film is... Do you think if we took this pitch to someone that this would... It, we'd go, right, okay, so we've come up with an idea. We'd call it Daylight Actually. <laughs> we want to recast... Sometimes when I'm travelling through the Jersey the, Tunnel, we I want... look around and think that toxic waste actually is yeah. all around us. Can you imagine the pitch? So... Right, so we're in front of a studio. We just have daylight. Yeah. Cross that out. Yeah. Right, love actually. Cross that cross out. Cross that out. And, and then... then just do the left hand and the right hand and the <laughs> fingers entwining. <laughs> if you pitch daylight actually to someone as like a fake trailer on YouTube, world's better movie. Well, because obviously in that piece of shit movie. Um, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Um, they all kind kind of converge at the end, don't they? Yes. What yeah. if that end is the tunnel? Oh, like a remember me situation. Is that the one with Robert Pattinson yeah, in the yeah. World Trade Center? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just like out of nowhere. Yeah. All oh, right, they're walking into a massive disaster. But that's what this film needed. This film needed a complete ensemble like that for it to be better. It's not that it's bad. It's just that it's boring because I mm. don't care about the characters. It's but amazing that an action movie like that can be boring. You don't have emotional resonance with the characters, past, backstory, who they are, etc. For the most part, mm. um, it feels really tacked on with a lot of them. As I said, like the old, um, the old couple reminiscing about their son, and you're like, yeah. oh, okay, but I don't care about your characters anyway, so I don't care about your dead son either. Yeah. So go fuck yourself. I think that this movie is. A guilty pleasure, but it mm. is really on the seesaw of life. Yeah, really tilting towards a guilty because <sighs> the characters have nothing. They have yeah, nothing. Yeah, but that's it, isn't it. It's kind of like, hey, what's a good like disaster movie to put on? This is not coming at the top of those lists. But at the same time, we've watched this a number of times this year already. We have, and every time I've either I've watched it with you, or I've watched it with other people, and I've kind of heckled it. I haven't mm. sit, sat down to go oh, I'm going to really engross myself in this. But isn't that kind of almost like one of the pleasures of watching Guilty Pleasures is the fact that you can kind of nitpick and slag off that movie yourself. Yes. Because you don't... If you're not aware of the fact that it's a shit movie, you just think it's a great movie. Yeah. You don't think of it as like, oh, it's my Guilty Pleasures. I kind of keep maybe a bit hush-hush about not telling everyone that I watched that. Um, or I'm not saying not watch it, but 
you know, it's not like, again, if you get put Johnny on the spot, hey, what is your favourite movie of all time? You probably will have maybe a guilty pleasure in that list. You can get your top three just as a curveball for some people. Mm. But most people would try to come up with a very successful mainstream... Yeah, they would. To, to avoid the argument of like, that's your favourite movie... A bit of that, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So if someone said, what's your favourite movie? And you're like, oh, Star Wars, you probably wouldn't bat an eyelid. No. But if someone said Daylight, you'd be like, <laughs> mm, If someone really? ever says that their favourite movie is Daylight, okay. You would ask that, cool, why? Yeah. You know, why yeah. is that? And it's like, oh, I, do, I like Sylvester Sloan. Cool, cool. Awesome. Have you seen Rocky? But then that's when you would be like, there are probably 10 better Sylvester Sloan movies yeah. off the top of my head that I can name. They're better than daylight, so it'd be very hard stretch to think of this being Number anyone's favorite Stop movie. Stop my mum will shoot. Number yeah. two, over the top. <laughs> Number three, over the top's great movie. <laughs> Fucking hell! All right, this movie was not fun for me to watch. It was fun to watch with you talking about it. I've kind of done it to death now. I don't think this is a great movie. Yeah, two we, thumbs up. Yeah, we'll give it the guilty pleasure thumbs up. Watch it if you want. I don't recommend it. Yeah, I think, because as, as I said, if, if you want to watch the Sylvester Stallone movie, they're better Sylvester Stallone movies. And if you want to watch Daylight, Bizarre. there's a better movie called Poseidon Adventure. Yeah, there's a, there is an actual better Daylight movie out there. And if you want to watch a, a disaster movie, there's like a gajillion other yeah. disaster movies. Spend your time better. <laughs> Thanks for listening. So that's it, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the podcast. With always, if you have enjoyed this, do find us on Instagram, uh, like, comment, subscribe. At Adam and Craig's GPC on Instagram and Twitter. Adam and Craig's Guilty Pleasure Cinema on Facebook. Yeah. We're not on Twitter. <laughs> are we not on Twitter? <laughs> oh, are you on Twitter? Wait, are we not on Twitter? We're on Instagram. We are definitely on Instagram. Are we not on Twitter? I fucking hate Twitter. Take a guess as to which of us handles the social media of this group. <laughs> we are on Twitter, air quotes. <laughs> okay. Look. Hey. Uh, I do the thumbnails, upload this shit, I get it out there. Oh, I just buy the equipment, <laughs> do the recording, edit the recording, send it to you for approval do all the fucking tweaks you want me to do, which admittedly is not very many. Send it to other people for beta testing before we release. Do their feedback and edit off of that. Great. What a 50 fucking 50 this is. You had a thumbnail. <laughs> Tune point. in next week. <laughs> Let's not end it on a sour note here, Craig. Um, we, we, we both bring our strengths to this podcast. Yep, we um, do. <laughs> <laughs> with that guys on that note if you like what you heard please find us on Instagram at Adam and Craig's GPC Got it, we are also on Twitter but we don't really tweet so don't bother with that yeah I fucking hate Twitter find us on Facebook at Adam and Craig's Guilty Pleasure Cinema yeah. we are on iTunes we are on Spotify we are on several other streaming apps but they are the big two fax us send us some Morse code carrier pigeons are also welcome what else we got? What other outdated? Telegram. Send us a telegram. Dear Adam and Craig, stop. Um, the thing that really helps us grow the podcast is just obviously telling people that you enjoy it. And if anything, tell us you enjoy it. Yeah. So, like um, and subscribe, people. On that note, he's been Adam. I have been, thank you. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I'm just enjoying this lovely coffee you've made me. You're welcome, buddy. No worries. On that note, you're going to take another sip? <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs>
Oh, it's good coffee. Oh, no, we right. have been Adam and Craig. We are watching a movie that we are talking about. So sit back and relax, and it's time to talk about it. Talk about it. Maybe get some popcorn or maybe some snacks because we are watching a movie that we're gonna be a talking about. Uh, 